Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Did you ever notice, and I only noticed this this morning, when you're eating eggs, the smell of egg doesn't bother you. But any other time, the smell of egg is the most horrendous thing in the world. It's like the prep. You've prepped for it so you can handle it. It's, but there's no other, well, maybe there is, but there's no other smell. Like if I wasn't eating Eddie Rockets, but I smelled Eddie Rockets, I wouldn't be offended by it. But no. a smell of egg, I would. Oh, definitely. Like if somebody whips out an egg salad sandwich, I'm like, are you trying to kill me? Yeah. So yeah, I, I suppose there is a few other things. What I find really interesting about that though is, you know the way, do you like coriander? Can't say I really. Do you like it? Do you know? I don't it? know. You yeah, I don't know it. That's it. Cannot relate. Does not compute. I don't know. Okay, because there's there's like a gene. So if you don't like, it's called cilantro. Cilantro in America and coriander over here. It is coriander. Like I don't care. It's like one of those you know pants and trousers. Saran wrap. Saran wrap. <laughs> Fucking cling film. <laughs> if you have there's like a gene that you can have right and if you think that coriander i keep trying to call it cilantro now for some reason in my head if you think coriander tastes like soap you have like a certain gene in you oh yeah it's really interesting so like i adore coriander so does tom he uses it a lot in cooking but like it's so funny because it's like such a divide because the amount of people that are like, oh my God, that looks unreal except for the coriander. But like for those people, it tastes like eating a bar of soap. Jesus. How inter- And coriander doesn't taste like that at all to me. It tastes like a really fresh, like real herby. Isn't that mad? It's mad. It's weird what our noses and taste buds do. It's like the way you don't mind the smell of your own fart. very welcome along to the unpopular opinion podcast my name is jen i'm carla uh carla you host this one because you run off a lot more <laughs> we are talking about interviews and the reason why i say that is because i've never done one i, I know. have been headhunted i did my work experience in oh headhunted hun oh head, well i call it headhunted i was just basically i did work experience because it was in lca and after skill they offered me a job like it was, it was hardly somebody from the fucking board going, <laughs> Jen, now we, we need our ASAP. It wasn't one of those things like headhunted, you know, somebody coming from fucking LA to New York to get me. Yeah. Was, uh, they just, I worked in the Chinese upstairs and I came down for a bag of change and they were like, here, we like you, do you want the job? Come here to me, but how did you get your job in the Chinese? Oh, did I do an interview? Cause I can't remember, I was a teenager. I don't think I did. I think she was just taking on anyone who was underage, yeah. willing to walk for a fiver an hour. Like, was it a fiver an hour? 
something like that, something stupid. God like that, yeah. bless. Um, definitely illegal, like. Howling. I'm trying to think now. My first job interview wasn't really a job interview. It was like my mate was a lounge girl in Mayo's, which is the local pub. And she yeah. was like, uh, they're looking for other lounge girls. So I just went up and like met the barman. And he was like, grand, you'll start on Sunday and you'll do Thursdays and Sundays. And I was like, okay, off I go. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. When you're a teenager and they don't really, like you don't have that much responsibility. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, it's grand. It's fine. And I was the you, worst employee. You will do. You're a human being. You will do. Yeah. Definitely, but like they, I don't think they considered me when they took that on. Like I was an awful teenager, so um, I don't even think I told them when I left. Oh really? Oh, was I was so oh, disrespectful. I was such an arsehole. Like you. Oh yeah, I was no a idea. dickhead when I walked oh, yeah. Chinese. Now. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't show up to shifts. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I wasn't that bad now, but I was kind of like, you want me, ma? You know that real. Oh thing? yeah, that real like. I used to be late. I take really long breaks, and the only reason I did it is because my friends worked there. So, like, if one of them was doing it, it was like, yeah, fuck that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my god, I was so yeah. like, I, honestly, I, I'm scarlet when I see them barmen, and I still drink there, and they still talk to me. Like a lot yeah. of them are gone now because it's changed ownership. But like, I'm scarlet looking at them in the eye and being like, you knew me at sixteen, and I was an arsehole. Yeah, uh, but I think there's a there's kind of an understanding there. I think a lot of sixteen. No, I'm talking like very loosely here, but I think a lot of everybody changes. You're yeah. not the same person you were, and I think oh, there's an understanding of that. Most definitely not. Like, I mean, like it was everyone's been there. It was funny because I was only actually chatting to my mate about this the other day. I don't know why. I think her and her fiance were talking about it, but they were like, "You're just a little workhorse, aren't you?" And I was like, "Yeah." What the fuck changed? I know, I know. But as well, I think respect to young teenagers that do go out and get... Because my whole Not, thing yeah. with walking in the, the Chinese was that my friend's family were I mean, were very privileged to be asked to go on ho- holidays with them to, to go to Florida and I needed Ooh. spending money. So I was like, right, I'll get a little job and I got a little yeah. job and I got to spend the money up. So I used that. I didn't like... Yeah. Parents are at, do you know? So I have been working since I was 16 yeah and that's and it's funny because sometimes I'm like oh well you know sometimes I feel like I'm really spoiled and I was really spoiled and I think we all were you know there was those little things that we were spoiled with yeah you know and I feel like sometimes I'm like I look back and I'm like oh my god I would never let if I ever had a child get away with some of the stuff that I got away with but then in other times I'm like well he still had a job at 16 yeah that's you kind of have to weigh it up don't you yeah you do and like I remember I got my tax back because I actually funnily enough I had another job I went and I worked in Curves the gym for two weeks do you remember Curves <laughs> that's still a thing I was fired from Curves so were you yeah I was asked not to return okay we'll get into that in a minute yeah. is, is Curves still around I don't think so no there's I a Juco gym is. where the Curves used to be in the village like I've whiplash and been thrown back there. Yeah. Course. I know. Curves. Oh, and what was the other one? Shapes? Oh, I don't know. There was another all, one. all I know is it's just Jericho and Roy and CrossFit now. Yeah. <laughs> everything's been taken over. But do you remember when it was like, there's trends when it comes to gyms, isn't there? There was like the real trendy thing was like women's, curves, circuit yeah. classes, get yourself fit while having fun. <laughs> Yeah, but it has kind of changed in that, like, women are, like, 
fitness bloggers and stuff like that, people who you see going into the gym, there's an awful lot more women now, and even weightlifters. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. There's an awful lot more women now than you would have ever seen. Yeah, I think also they've a lot more visibility with social media and stuff, so it's a lot more of a kind of, I suppose not a trendy thing, but, like, you know, we've talked about this before, about, like, body types changing, what people want now. Everybody wants a big arse, and they want to be working out and squatting and gluten and all that other shit. So that's kind of become a big thing now. But, yeah, good old curves, huh? Good old curves. And do you remember Ben Dunn as well, and he, he, he voiced his own ads? Do you remember his radio, and he'd be like, don't be going to any other gyms, right? You want to come here? <laughs> and it hardly sounded like that. Ben Dunn gyms. All other gyms are... 240 euro Ben Dawn is 159 there is no better price out there who am I thinking of am I thinking of Bill Cullen then (laughs) maybe yeah Jerry Conroy does his own ones now as well he's following in the footsteps of good old Ben oh is he yeah Jerry started though good on Jerry Jerry started like I love the way this turned into the gym podcast but Jerry started in like the industrial estate didn't he and now he's got like a a full franchise go him in fairness he's flying out I'm I'm waiting for the fall down now there has to be something dodgy going on because he's doing way too good really (laughs) (laughs) you know you always hear somebody's like no fair fucking play to them now you're a bit slow happens and it's like ah it was too good to be yeah (laughs) ah no that didn't make sense (laughs) (laughs) somebody's probably in a Jerry Conroy fitness fucking gym listening to this now and they're just like oh looking around being like yeah (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, the girls made a very valid point (laughs) back to the task at hand here interviews sorry interviews um so yeah interviews Jen so you've not really done a lot <laughs> no, no. I, but you know what freaks me out as well is because I obviously like I've been working since I was 16 I'm now 32 I have looked at going to other jobs and stuff and you know you'd look up these kind of interviews or you'd even just come across an article of like yeah interview tips and stuff like that that the thoughts of it freaks me out it's I I fucking hate I know I talk about myself a lot because obviously I have a podcast and I'm online or whatever. But to my own horn now, I like I don't like it. I'm just like, no, I'm well capable now. And what you know those fucking questions is like, what makes you think that you're the right fit for this job? And you know those kind of questions. Yeah. I'm just like, lots of them. I just fucking want to fall into a hole. I just would have no idea what to say. Even writing a CV, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I hate now. <coughs> I hate obviously I changed jobs um last year so I hated the process of sorting out my CV that was process that was the word that was so I felt anxious I felt alone (laughs) I felt I just hate it I hate it so much like trying to put it into like a proper way as well like speaking about like stuff that you've done and you feel like just being like I did it all that's what I need to put down here I did it all (laughs) yeah and did you tell you to to keep it down like what what is the right protocol so like obviously there's different fields where different cvs are required and my sister actually gave me i must write it out uh, she gave me like a tip sheet on what to do with certain cvs so she this thing basically this course that she did basically teaches you that you should have different types of CVs with different types of keywords for different types of jobs and then obviously you have the academic world where their cvs are like 15 pages long and that's what they want and then the medical world where the cvs are like 20 pages long and that's what's required but for most retail jobs and like kind of 
I suppose admin type things like general jobs not careers I suppose where you have like a PhD or whatever they, they tell you to keep it down to one page but half the time I find that impossible so like it depends like when I was job searching I was kind of searching for two or three very similar roles that I had done before do you know so I actually had three separate CVs for each role that I'd applied for so I had one that was more like beauty based I had one that was more um like field sales based and then I had another one that was more you know what I mean because I knew what role I wanted and I wasn't going to stop until I got that role. So I just, I literally just had, and it was, it was a ball ache, but most of the body of stuff would be the same, but you just change, I suppose, the wording and change some of the, like put, kind of prioritize some of the other job roles and responsibilities that I had before. Yeah. Do you get me? Makes sense. Like. Yeah, no, it does. And to be honest, it was a ball ache, an absolute ball ache, but like, I mean, got what I wanted in the end you know at least you have it there in your little archive yeah it's there and it's it's gas because we're literally last last stages guys update for you all last stages of filling out these forms for the fucking mortgage and it asked that's brilliant I know I know it's killing me now that's always really quick Carly like I'm nowhere near well not nowhere near we have a good chunk now we're like hopefully we'd be good to go in the next year or so but that's fucking brilliant that was I feel like that was so quick for you eight months that's amazing oh I mean but we like I mean in all fairness eight months we'll see what happens we'll see how long it takes us to get the fucking daft but eight months to to save to put our heads down and actually get it together you know and like live like cavemen yeah and leave yeah yeah essentially yeah like yeah. literally the last I mean I'm like the last holiday I was on but I went to Cuba in October um and then obviously Amsterdam in January and then this all came in and I honestly think that this was a blessing in disguise for me who just yeah. can't get my shit together yeah because I'd be jetting off now um but one That's of the things true. yeah one of the things on the um on the list the mortgage list is you have to have an up-to-date cv and i was like oh for fuck's sake what yeah do you yeah why um probably to just so they can match up like your statement probably to see that you have a career as well to see like that you're kind of a reliable human being like most of it's to see all of this shit like i have my checklist here in front of me because everything sits in my office so like i'd say it's just to make sure that you're a normal human being Okay. And that things add up if they are to add up, you know. I mean, I but this is the thing though. Anyone could fake a CV. I'm not saying you have. Ah, you can, yeah. It's you absolutely weird thing can. to put on a mortgage mortgage application. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's to yeah, it's on my mortgage application. People will probably write in being like, I didn't have to do that, but it's right here. I'm using a broker, and it's right here. A copy of CVs for myself and Tom for Tom and Carla. That's so weird. Okay. Yeah. Right. But I think it's probably to do, like, I mean, when you're getting a mortgage, basically what the banks are looking at, that's why they need so much paperwork off you, is to check that you're a reliable human being. Um, yeah. And you're not going to go and buy, like, two pet llamas. So that is the whole source with that. So I'm guessing that's why, that's probably why they want it. They probably just want to match a few bits up and just look at your... Would it be because I have your career history on it as well, maybe? Huh? Would it be because it has your career history? Like yeah, maybe. I'm not entirely sure, but like, I mean, there it is. <laughs> they could just fucking ask you that. Like, I don't know. Anyway. I know. I didn't ask questions, but obviously we're using a broker. So the broker will be doing all that stuff for us. So all we have to do 
benefits of using a broker all we have to do is just um and if anybody's looking for a good broker let me know right into us um because my broker is very good he's done a lot of mortgages for all my friends um, i need to get his details on yeah actually yeah. he is great but the, the the handy thing about a broker is that a broker will go to the banks for you so there's yeah, none of this shit that. of you applying with ulster and applying with aib and applying with uh like name one other bank bank of ireland <laughs> There's yeah. none of this because if you had to do that, you'd have to bring all of these documents three times. Oh, I get you. So you get just me? Do so they do the negotiations for you. They do all of that shit. And then they come back and they're like, right, AIB is going to give it to you or whoever's going to, Ulster Bank's going to give you a mortgage. It's going to be this, it's going to be your lender, blah, 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 blah. And come here, question. I know this is off topic, but I just want to, before we move on, does he, he doesn't get paid until the banks pay him? Yeah. The banks pay him. So yeah. it doesn't cost you any extra. Nope, it doesn't cost you anything. So you'll have your well, meeting. This the way to go. You'll have your meeting. Me and Tom met him in January. He told us what we needed to do. He predicted May. I was like, no, we'll be done by March. And he was like, May chicken. Um, and I was like, no, no, March. And he was like, May. And now it's May. And I'm like, awkward. It's gonna be <laughs> but uh, he, yeah, so he just does all that bits. And he says it to you even in the thing. He's like, how do I get paid? I'm sure you're wondering. And we were like, yeah. And he was like, I get paid off the banks. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, great. Okay, he sounds very confident. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, back to the um, back to the things at hand. So interviews. So Jen, you're not really an extensive interviewee then. Well, I've had not not in a job sense now. Like I've no. been on podcasts and done stuff like that where people basically interviewed me because I've been a guest on podcasts and shit. But um, so I've just been talking about myself, but I haven't ever ever had to be like, well, my skills are this, and I feel like I could bring this to the company. Yeah, I think like that's I'm not. I'm not going. I think I could bring this to your podcast. Do you know? Yeah, I feel you. You're like uh, pitching yourself almost. Exactly. I don't like it. I don't like it. It makes me cringe. But I know it has to be done, and I know that's what they look out for. Yeah, confidence, but not too much. Nah, nah man. Um, we. So I suppose like I've had. I mean, I've done a lot of different shits. <laughs> you have. You've been around. Yeah, I've been around the block. Like in my well 14 years of working um but yeah so a lot of bizarre stuff that have happened a lot of good interviews too but like mainly absolutely awful but also with my previous roles I have to do I've had to do a lot of interviewing myself where I'm the interviewer and like I actually have to say I hate that I hate interviewing people you see you never think of that you never think of the interviewer oh I hate it I hate it so much I don't know I don't know how people work in my recruitment it kills me kills me off yeah I know and I never think of them as being like human as well really yeah I don't know they're just this kind of higher power I used to think it about cast and directors as well I used to just think that they were like the fucking president of the acting world and they're not they're human like they they want the best for you you know and so do interviewers and stuff it's just a thing that I have in my mindset I just feel like they're a higher power and there's something to be intimidated by yeah I feel you whereas if you if you well I don't know if everybody feels like that but if you feel like that I suppose if you just change their mindset interviews would be so much easier yeah and I think and sometimes there is things where it's like it's the experience that counts but sometimes I have walked out of things being like I definitely didn't get that but I'm really happy that that pushed me to a place that I was uncomfortable yeah you do feel so much better after yeah like like uncomfortable in a good way like as in a lot of things nowadays is competency based so it's going to be like 
you'll in your answer if they ask you something like you know team development or whatever you'll be like when I was in a previous role I did x which shows these capabilities and blah blah blah, blah you know so that's and people hate it they hate and I hate competency based I hate it I hate it so much and I hate people that happen like I hate interviewing people as well that struggle with competency based because I'm like I wish I could just lean over and be like listen if, if I, that's why I hate interviewing people because I feel like I, I, I like to be relaxed do you know yeah like I'm like listen it's not that serious but then you can't really do that and come across unprofessional you know but Carla like I know you're saying about the you hate the whole competency based thing but there's an awful lot of people in jobs and they're not competent oh at yeah all. Like 100% fucking... I see why it's and even in even when you look at CVs and you look at things that you've done and you look at like job spec you have to have something that makes sense. You can't just go into it and be like, and that's, and it had, I remember I had an interview early last year and I totally went in unprepared and I was scarlet coming out of it. Right. Because I just thought, I don't know why, I don't know what the crack was, what headspace I was in, but I remember coming out of it and being like, and that's what I mean by coming out of things and actually them being great for the experience. Yeah. Because sometimes you do go into a job interview and you're like, what the flying fuck was that? Okay. You know, yeah. now it was grand in the end because the recruiter came back to me for a different role, which I didn't take. But it's it's just funny because sometimes you do go into jobs and you're just and like, that's why I do feel like saying to people, if you have a shy job interview, sometimes all you can do is, is take a learn from it. And I just had to look at myself and be like, no, you didn't prepare, did you, bleeding dickhead? So what are you going to do next time? Yeah, well, it does. I think it. I think it does fuck up chances for people who get nervous in interviews because you could have somebody who's so capable at their job that would fucking do amazing things in work. But when it comes to social or even something down to making eye con- contact and then that not happening and them making them make, that making them nervous, that could fuck it up for them. Then they could just trip over themselves. Do you know what I'd love? Well. You know the way that when you're going from primary school into secondary school? Yeah. The way the way that you do the entrance exam, it's kind of like an aptitude test. Yeah. I love an aptitude test just for life, just to see where people are at. Really? <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. I wonder where we'd be at. I wonder where we'd be at. It's just because... I wonder where I'd place on the scale. <laughs> yeah. And even just from my experiences of going into places and you're dealing with the people, like even having to deal with... Um, I know, like, people, when I'm looking for hospital appointments or when I had to deal with me maternity leave, social welfare kind of stuff that time, or when I'm in shops and I'm just seeing the people who you're dealing with and they just don't seem competent in it. It's like, how did you... And then a lot of people I know who work in the public sector, they're just like, seriously, fucking Fidelma has been here 65 years and she can't even turn on a computer. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, there, there is people that are like sitting in companies that just haven't really moved with the time. just haven't. But the thing that freaks me, and it's a lot of the time it's who you know, it's not what you know, which is very unfortunate in, I feel like in everywhere, that yeah. that's the case of how whether you'll get a job or not. Because I'd be looking at people like that in the public sector who probably don't even know how to put, put like cap lock, caps lock on a fucking keyboard but they're sitting there pretty they have their pensions paid for and I'm not taking it away from them like they've obviously put the years in or whatever but it's kind of like okay you probably had to do an aptitude test how that you probably got lucky at that <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean yeah it's just or you, you knew somebody it's just there's so many people in jobs that don't know how to do them 
but I suppose to counteract that, like nowadays, and there is there there is a delicate balance. I feel like there's nowadays there's there's three. Well, for every job that I've interviewed for in the past, let's say, yeah, year and a half, year, past year, yeah, year, yeah, year, um, they have all been three rounds. Okay. So first round is phone interview, and this is where it kind of like it kind of gets a lot of because a phone interview, you can kind of hold yourself. I mean, you're in your own zone. You're a bit more comfortable. Um, personally, a lot of the times the recruiter will do the phone interview. So the person that recruits for the company and then the second interview will be with like HR and management. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of get a feel for it. What I like about a phone interview is you can kind of go back and forth with them quite a bit. Okay. But the main thing I would have, same situation with the CVs. And the only reason I know all this now is because my best friend was working in recruitment for a very long time and she prepped me for all of this when I decided that I wanted um, what I wanted. And one of the best things that I did was I wrote down questions for phone interviews. I've heard that. To ask them as well. So I had all my stuff prepped. So even if they were like, hi, Carla, like, you know, you go back and forth in an email, they'd be like, are you around at 2 p.m. on Tuesday? And I'd say, yeah, no problem. And then I'd have all my stuff. So I'd take down from the job spec, from the role, from my CV, I take down bits and bobs from it and have my questions kind of prepared because that's not right. They like that. Yeah, they do. This is what I've heard. So yeah. they love when you ask questions. Oh, yeah. I'd be just, now I suppose it depends on the individual situation, but I'd be just, I wouldn't know where to start with that. Like what, what is a good question to ask? Like personally, I'd want to know why the last person in my position left, but I think that's a bit of a cheeky question to ask. I, w- I wouldn't like, I not, not that it's a cheeky question to ask. I mean, I'm sure, like, you'll find out if you get the job. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. But, like, what questions? Give us an example. What's a good question to ask in a job interview? I'm trying to think here. Um, I always say, I always ask where the role is going. So where do you see the role within 18 months? Right. Um, that's always a good one because they can kind of, like, be like, well, we're looking for someone who's a self-starter or they could be like, we have serious processes in place or, you know, anything along those lines. That's always a good one to ask. Um, good one to ask is where the company's going. Same situation, kind of give a timeline. Just be like, you know, what are what are six key objectives that they have for the next year? Um, or is there anything exciting that they're working on that they can tell me about that's coming up? Anything along those lines. All right. Yeah. They're always good ones because they get the interviewer talking back. Okay. You can get more of a feel for it, do you know? Yeah. No, they sound good. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So speaking for rounds of interviews, there was an article actually published and I can't remember who it was by. I was reading it a while ago. But there's some tech companies, especially in like Silicon Valley and all those kind of, you know, higher up techie spots, that there was like 11 rounds of interview. Oh, wow. That is absolutely fucking bizarre. And harrowing. Yeah, it's intense, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, har- like, an, uh, like the stress levels. But they're the kind of industries and places that I feel like everyone is well capable. As in everybody going into the interview? And everybody who works there. Yeah, but I just think that like there's, you know, three rounds I think is nice. I think if there's something else, like not nice, but like three rounds is enough. <laughs> like three rounds is plenty. Do you know what I mean? Um, I get when there's other, like there's higher competencies and stuff like that, maybe four or five, but like it's a lot of prep. If you think about the cover letters, the CVs, the a lot of online, like I know for Tom's jobs, he's had to do a lot of online stuff that take around an hour and a half every application. Oh wow! Then you have to do like sometimes they'll put you through um, like uh, not a test, but you know what I mean, like yeah. a competency yeah. survey or whatever test. else like that. Some kind of like I can't remember what they're called, but you know what I mean. An aptitude um, test, no? Like an aptitude test, yeah. Essentially, yeah. like I know a lot of accountants will have to kind of do a few other bits and bobs. There's just like, there's so much to it, and it's like imagine doing that for one role. That's a job in itself, but you want to apply to a couple of different places. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's just, it's too much. Oh. It's just, got, it's burnout. Like, that's, and I just, I feel like all you're getting there is the more resilient candidate. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. There's Which is what you want. Of- Obviously, you do want that. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, mm, yeah, what's expected versus what you get, I just think is a little bit... It's a little bit concerning. Like I did um, rounds of interviews. And there's another thing. There's like interview etiquette, I think, which is really important to bring up. And especially for anybody listening to this, that might feel a little bit like, I suppose not down, but I know myself, like I did a round of interviews for a very popular makeup brand. Um, And the first interview, they kept me for two hours. Two hours. Bizarre. Then... They asked me to do, uh, sorry, first of all, the recruiter. Sorry, this is why I was so pissed off. It was an 11-week lead time because the recruiter kept dropping off. So she she found me and approached me and was like, can we set up a call for Thursday? Yeah, no problem. Didn't call on Thursday. Didn't hear from her for two weeks. Okay. Then back again. Hi, yeah, sorry about that. I was on holidays. Can we set up a call for Tuesday? I was like, you were on holidays. Okay, yeah whatever now this is when I mean this is a huge makeup brand wow I was like yeah okay grand whatever um next I mean there was a back and forth of four weeks before she gave me a date god she either would say that she'd call it two and wouldn't call then all of this crack went down it turns out she ended up leaving so I was passed on to a different recruiter mm. different recruiter was slightly better still not amazing but she got me in for an interview. They kept me there for two hours, which was fine. I mean, they they grilled me. They absolutely grilled me on everything. It was the role that I was 
that I was trying or that I was interviewing for was the same role that I'd done in a different company though so like a lot of it like I understand why they were grilling me but a lot of it was just kind of like I was like okay are you really you're testing every part of my bones here <laughs> yeah yeah you know and you're like oh my because like another thing is if an if, if an interview is going to be two hours that's totally fine just tell them that it's going to be two hours don't be like it's going to be an hour-long interview so that they're prepared for it because then like yeah. you said it's down to resilience then rather than competency yeah and I honestly I came out of it I was exhausted I was so tired then they got back to me asking me to come back for a round two but then they wanted me to do all these other things um in the meantime I had to record a couple of videos do a few other bits and bobs went for round two that was a lot shorter I think it was like 45 minutes which was fine was told I'd be given an answer and I just you know when you're like they t- I was told I was given an answer and like I was like okay grand so I was expecting to hear back like fairly live there was only apparently two or three people that had gotten to round two so I was like we're like round whatever it was at that point considering I'd done phone interview <laughs> fucking big long yeah, thing yeah. all that other shite and didn't hear back really weird though because the second recruiter girl was a lot better than the first so I was like right okay grand didn't hear back didn't hear back thought it was really weird I emailed the recruiter then and I was like hiya oh, yeah, like can you give me a bit of a like I, I haven't heard back and she was like yeah sorry just setting stuff up to then call me and be like real quick I was in the car with my mate at the time to be like hiya oh, yeah, yeah we're at, we've actually like the interview was met like really weird feedback interview was brilliant really happy blah 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 got really great feedback we're going with an internal comment <laughs> okay it was the most bizarre call of all time. They yeah. never hired for the position. Oh, wow. They took the position down and then they re-uploaded the position as a six-month maternity contract. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which it wasn't because the fir- the people that were interviewing me in the first round was the person who was moving, she progressed in a row. Do you get me? Uploaded as a six-month maternity contract. And then took that down and uploaded it as a four-month temporary contract. Yeah, that's so strange. A lot of the times, and I remember thinking, this is perfect. This is, everything was perfect. I was like, oh my God, I'm just literally going from this brand to another brand and blah, 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 blah. It was a, it was a hot mess. It was a fucking shit show. And I'll never yeah. really look at that brand the same again. It's very unprofessional, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like nightmare <clears throat> I could honestly sit here forever and tell you I have many many stories about <laughs> many gas things especially last year that happened to me um <laughs> fucking like the Irish Irish brands in particular like it wasn't an Irish brand that whole situation wasn't an Irish brand but um some Irish brands are absolutely bizarre I will say yeah I have heard. I have heard. Um, will we get on to because we you put up on the Instagram. I did indeed. About this for other people's experiences. I'm going to go through the box if you want to go through the DMs. Uh huh. Because I struggle with reading. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I really do. Um. So so the first person here says. This. <laughs> put on a full nardy accent for my whole interview no idea why got the job but never went because of it I mean <laughs> I don't but what a, I don't full, a nardy accent for a full interview that is I mean 
I, I really love it. where this company is going. <laughs> Why do you think this role is going to be <laughs> within the next 18 monster la, 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 la situation? Fire. Do you guys sell fire? Like, what? I, I just, I, I want to know more. I want to know more. Um, the next one is given five minutes to prepare for a 58 minute morning brief as store manager. It was it was fucking Nespresso. Oh, God. <laughs> so she was given five minutes to prepare a 15 minute brief for Nespresso. Uh, like, Imagine uh, try this coffee. This coffee's really good. How do you feel about this coffee? Do you want a coffee? Would you like a coffee? Yeah. Do you want a coffee? So weird. Uh, the next one, a few years ago, I was interviewing for grad programs. The guy interviewing me just kept dropping the F-bomb, made me oh. feel so uncomfortable and made me made the firm look so unprofessional. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, yeah, but it depends what, like, some, some people that wouldn't really phase. I don't think it would phase me, unless it was really inappropriate, you know. Unless, yeah, exactly, if it was unnecessary. I yeah. course a lot. I know that. I It's a habit now. When I listen back to the podcast, when I have to edit it sometimes, I'm like, Jen, was that really necessary? So, I like, I get it. I suppose somebody in that position probably just wants the interviewee to think, like, oh, we're sound. We're cool. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're cool guys. I laid back. I have no problem coursing in and, in, like, interviewing this person. I I don't know. He obviously just... And then people are can be worried about coursing, like... They can just be, they will not course unless they really get that back into it, unless they really want it. And they want, like, my nana never coursed until she was really fucked off. Like, do you know that kind yeah. of? Yeah. It's like my dad. My dad rarely curses. And then when he does, we're literally like, woo! Yeah. Come on, Ray! The next one, this is so bizarre. I do not, I would have ran a mile. Asked to come up with an with an interpretive dance it oh. was for a retail job shocker not hired last was it in america i wonder if it was in america because that's the kind of shit that they ask you to do in america like some of the some of the, the degrading things that i did for a job in america <laughs> oh okay delve <laughs> like just the most outrageous like team building but also like you know come up with a skit kind of vibe what? like or you know act as a, a a customer but be like and they'll give you you to pull words out of a hat and you have to be like an excited introvert who you know <laughs> so you have to do improv essentially you have to do, like, fucking improv i was like man this is for lush i just want to sell a bit of soap <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's worse i got the fucking job so clearly <laughs> You were obviously good. So clearly I pulled something out. You know what I mean? But like, Let's go to the drama class together. Let's be partners. I know. I tell you one thing, lads. One thing that I can't do is act. I don't think. Yeah. It's, I've never really uh, tried. But... I, don't, I don't know if I can either, to be completely honest. That <laughs> might be the reason why I'm still fucking not an actor. I'm just a, an extra. This next one here says, it's honestly the simplest questions that stump me. And I sit there like I'm stupid because I can't think. This is the pressure. What? Like it's 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 the pressure. I I don't know because obviously you've been in a situation where I feel like I'd be like that. The simplest questions, like what would be your skills? I would stump. I think, and this is one of the this is one of the biggest things that I was taught and that I teach now, and that is the power of the pause. 
if you yeah. can get rid of filler words like um and m and i've gotten really bad at it um because I, I i don't train as much as i used to do and i see myself sometimes especially if i ever look back at like instagram stories or anything and i'm like um m and i'm like oh shut up but uh the power of the it makes you seem so much more competent a couple of other tricks like you know taking a sip of your water yeah Never be afraid to ask them to uh, ask the question, question again or explain the question. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because sometimes I've <laughs> I would be, my whole interview would be like, can you use it in a sentence? What <laughs> <laughs> context? Just, just gathering me shit together before so that I can come up with something smart to say, oh, I think I would just cave in an interview. And I can relate to that girl so much. Just the simplest things would stump me. Like, you can practice all you want, but time of day, you'll be fucked. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely, Jeff. Absolutely. This one, this next one, I mentioned the company. I don't know if we can do that, but you're not going to do it. I went for a job in Bordenham, and I'm fully thinking, it, oh, my God. I, I love this. I saw it, this. It was, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me start again. I went for a job in Bordenham, and I'm fully thinking it was Bord Bia. Had done all the research for Bord Bia and all and all then sat down and told them uh about beer and didn't realize until they said it's bordon amone oh geez i want it was one of our best moments so <laughs> bordon amone is like gas fuel like turf stuff that you put on a fire and then bard beer is obviously an irish it's like a is it kind of a verification thing for meat and stuff Oh, you couldn't. Honestly, you're asking the wrong person. Well, bar, like, Bard be approved. It's kind of like nearly like a fucking FDA of food in Ireland. It's, it's where you get, it's like a logo that you'd see on food that's come fully traceable and stuff like that. I'm explaining that really badly here, but it's kind of like, kind of like that. So they're completely different things. Essentially. Essentially. Well, there you go. Yeah, I like uh I have a hilarious one here as well. (laughs) Less hilarious, but a little bit more dangerous. Um, I once interviewed a man to work with vulnerable adults and his guard of bedding had huge gaps. When I asked him about it during the interview, expecting him to tell me it was a typo, he told me straight out he was in prison in the country he came from for five years. Oh. I mean, I love his honesty. Yeah, but if you want to work with vulnerable adults... We just said, Carla, people can change, okay? <laughs> I know. And she just said, almost died. Yeah, imagine you'd be so stunned, wouldn't you? Yeah. Do, mm, how would you feel if you had somebody in who was being cared for and somebody who had gone to prison for, say, like, stealing something in a shop? Yeah, like, I don't think, like, at the end of the day, people do stupid shit, like, but there is guard vetting for a reason for certain jobs. Do you know what I mean? I feel like with a lot of yeah. stuff, I have to trust it. Like, Tom had to get guard vetted for his job in the hospital. You know, like, there's just, there is things that, like, and if you go anywhere near a hospital, it doesn't matter what, I think, it doesn't matter what position you're in in the hospital, I think you have to get guard vetting. I just think that there is certain things that, not the job's not for you, but like, as in, I think there is a reason why these precautions are taken, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, and again, like I'm, like, I'm all for reform, all that other kind of crack. Um, but what I will say is that it's just, yeah, I, I, just, I don't know what else to say, actually, to be honest. 
Yeah, no, I, I do, I get you. I, but I'd love to know what the crime was and see are the two even related, like... Yeah, like, you wouldn't put somebody who's been... Like, you wouldn't put someone who has uh, stuff against people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like any kind of aggravist assault, any kind of yeah, yeah. H, any of that kind of stuff. You wouldn't really yeah. put them in an environment with vulnerable yeah. people, would you? Yeah, I just, like, I don't think... You don't really want to give the chance for car. history to repeat itself. Yeah, and I just don't think stealing a car... But I suppose it's, it's all down to your, your character, isn't it? Yeah, so, I know, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Everybody deserves a second chance. Absolutely, everybody does. But I do think that there, is, there is, as I said with Garda Vetting, there is a there is a reason for some things, you know. And you don't. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. You can't afford to take a chance with it. That's true. Absolutely um, different if they were interviewing for a position in an office. Or in but not with one of people, you know, stealing cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not going to be like, oh, you want to be a mechanic? Cool. Or you've got oh, grand theft auto. Okay. The next one here oh, I love this one went for an interview and the interviewer was a bloke I had ghosted two weeks ago I love that <laughs> um, and I was like what happened I hate the way the box is so vague I just have so many questions I have so many questions I, I just it. really want to know what happened there really on the topic of um, wild stuff that people have done for interviews someone wrote in here saying I interviewed for Lifestyle Sports years ago when I was first in college. I'd never been in that shop in my life or even owned a pair of leggings. It was a group <laughs> interview. Oh, I hate group interviews. That's what? Interview. Huh? What's a group interview? Jen, a group interview. Oh my God, there's again an American speciality. I feel like they're taking over here. Generally for kind of low level retail jobs. Um, it's just a group interview. So they'll take like 11 people at a time. Wow. Yeah, and they'll be like, okay, so one, I did a group interview when I worked in Victoria's Secret. I, I think that was, yeah, I, I, done, I did one for a lot. I've done a few of them, but the one in Victoria's Secret really stood out to me because I did a group interview. It was really odd. It was like three people were interviewing for the job that I was interviewing for, and then there was two people interviewing for a separate job. Okay. But we were taken at the same time by one guy. So is it like they ask a question, then they wait for all your answers, and then they pick the best person out of, like, so if you like, answer, I'll, I'll see. You're this, with yeah, chance. with this, sometimes they'll be like, okay, hands up. Or sometimes they'll be like, oh, so, Carla, you tell me this. Or, you know, Emma, you tell me this. Or blah, 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 blah. But, like, the one in America. <laughs> the girl just kept repeating everything that I had said. <laughs> I was going to say, would that not happen if it's the same question for everyone? Or is everybody asked different things? But, like... She was like, I'd say, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And she'd be like, just to expand on what Carla is saying, I would have to say uh, the exact same, uh, 100%. And your man kept being like, okay, do you want to expand on it then? She'd be like, yeah, no, literally just what she said. I can relate. I can relate to Carla. And I'd be like, (laughs) but it was so, it got so awkward because towards the end, your man was just staring at her as if like you were a crazy bitch. Yeah, I was going to say, because even with the group interview, I was like, okay, people could just literally, the last person to answer the question will be obviously the best because they've picked up on everybody else's answers. Yeah, I mean. So weird. Okay, uh, sorry, go on. Go oh, yeah, back, back to the in. message. Back in. They broke us up into teams and I got paired with a girl who did stand-up comedy and a lad who rapped. Jen, is that you? Uh, mm, no. Can okay. confirm it's not me. Okay. I felt like such a bell end. I've seen her own talent, so I decided I'd just commit to that. When it was our turn to present what being quote unquote fearless meant to us, they went first. 
she was gas and he was actually pretty good too but then I stood up in front of around 30 strangers and admitted I'm really terrible at dancing and proceeded to dance for 40 seconds till I think everybody was so cringe they just turned off the music oh I did, end, I did end up getting the job and I worked there for three years. My friends from there still remind me to this day about how embarrassing it was. Or I pee me, not worth it for minimum wage. Like, I'm going to get sick all over myself. <laughs> I, I really am going to get sick all over myself. Imagine. Like, but I love her balls, though, to do that. I do. I do. Like, that it is fearless. It's fucking Sasha fearless. I can't dance, so here you go. Hit it. And then yeah. <laughs> continues to just make a show of herself. Fair play to her. I love that. <laughs> fair, fair fucking play to her. Um, uh, this next one here says, asked, asked what my, <laughs> this is me, asked what my hobbies were. I totally blanked and came out with, quote, I like to uh, eat, unquote. <laughs> I mean, the hobbies one, that's another one, lads. Like, if you're going oh, to yeah, an interview, yeah, yeah. have a few it's prepared. It's like your Irish oral. It's, but why do they ask you? Uh, to be honest, a lot of it's fitter, but a lot, of, a lot of the times people ask because you have to be comfortable. Like, if you haven't been comfortable discussing, it just depends on what kind of person you are as well. But, like, if you're kind of nervy and you're talking through your competencies and it kind of gets very, they want to see what kind of personality you have as well, you know? So when you talk about something that you're passionate about, that's when you can kind of see the true human being. I know, but everybody turns around and says, I like to, they're only fucking short of saying it in French or Irish. I like to go to le cinema with mon frère. I like to go to, I know I said my brother there, I couldn't think of the words, mes amis. The <laughs> um, then, like, I like to play a football. I, <laughs> I like to go to the discotheque. Like, all this sort of shit. But you name your hobbies right now. Being on like social media and doing comedy sketches, but I would never fucking say that in an interview because they'd say, "Oh, tell me something funny. Tell us a joke." Okay, name now, Jen. Name your biggest hobby. Uh, You're doing it right now. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't think. I can't. It's the pressure. I can't think of these things. But that's why you have to prepare, and that's another thing. Like it could be anything. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said, imagine. So imagine you go into an interview, right? And you're they're like, Oh, um, I loved I love podcasts. Imagine you were like, I love podcasts, I love listening to them. And they go, Oh great, what what podcast do you listen to? And you'd be like, Oh, I listen to, you know, the unpopular opinion. It's the most unbelievable podcast I've ever listened to in my entire life. And the interviewer is <laughs> like, Oh my god, I feel the same way. And you have a chat. Okay. You see? I like that. It's a bit more fluid and not so rigid, you know? Yeah, I suppose. One. Because I don't have any experience in it as such, I suppose I just wouldn't have thought of that. But, I mean, just preparation. like you know, but Anything can be a hobby. Yeah. Like watching movies. Like if they're like, oh, I just love, I'm a massive Netflix buff. I love finding new shows. Oh, brilliant. Tell me about like, oh, what, what are you watching at the moment? Conversation. Right. Okay. I just thought it was one of these kind of, I don't know. I don't know what I thought I've it was. I've done enough fucking interviews, I know, at this point. <laughs> yeah. 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 <sighs> Yeah, I just find yeah. it nice because then you can kind of like talk to that person like sometimes especially for jobs that I've interviewed people for they can get kind of nervous because I mean everybody gets nervous but <clears throat> in particular you want to relax them and you want to kind of try and talk to them on their level and get yeah, the you best want to talk out. to the real them you don't want to be talking to nervous them either 
I can, I can, I can, I would love if I interviewed three people and all three were incredible. Do you know? Yeah. That's where, that's where you want to be. You don't want to be what, like interviews can be a bizarre waste of time, a bizarre waste of time. So you want to make sure that it's like, you're getting value out of it too. So that's yeah, why. This is what I, I was saying about the thinking that they're a higher power. Like I tend to forget. I think that they're just there to fucking scold you and to interrogate you and stuff. Whereas the interviewer does want to have a great that's interview it. as well. They want to have a load of options. They want you to do the best. They want to pull it out of you to see what they can get out of you to yeah. for a positive outcome. So I suppose I again I don't know if other people think of interviews as that, but I do. But I suppose it's because I know real experience in it either i think you have to remember interviews cost time and they cost money for every company you know yeah. so i think that and there's a massive bill on everyone's head when when you start a new starter for for everyone so for the company in particular so you know coming from a, a spot of interviewee or interviewer i i like everybody to be good i i'm not arsed wasting like you can have some gas crack and some mad stories and all that other kind of stuff but otherwise you know you just move yeah. forward. Um, someone here said, before the world of smartphones, I had an interview with Amazon. And they asked if a customer rang with questions on a PlayStation, how would I find out the info? Not being all tech savvy, I answered, well, I presume you provide training on PlayStations. And she actually responded, <laughs> so you wouldn't use Google, no? Oh, fuck's sake. Martified. Martha. Martified. My name is Martha. Martha. My name is Fade. <laughs> Part of my life. <laughs> Another one here said, interviewed in Specsavers and Blanche years ago and it was the worst interview I ever had. He threw my CV and he went through my CV and was basically like, you've actually done nothing so far in life. Why are you applying for this job? I just finished business management course in, in that time. Never forget, it made me feel so worthless and stupid at the time. He even commented on where I lived and how it impacted my, on my choices in war, in my work life. I should have got up and left like that. Oh, oh, left, but I was so shocked and scared at that. I couldn't even speak properly. Who the fuck would do that? I mean... on your man. Stranger things. That's very strange. I know, very odd. You would, see, this is... Uh, like, that just completely goes against what I was saying about the interviewer wanting you to do well. Like, that's just... Okay, you got... Somebody who's like, that's not normal. That's definitely no, not that's normal. definitely not normal. But I feel like, again, not every, <laughs> that was probably a sweeping statement being like every interviewer, sometimes they do have an internal candidate or they have somebody else in mind or, you know, there's yeah. lots of the things, prejudice can kind of come into it. Unbiased or conscious unbiased. Mm, yeah. Unconscious, unconscious unbiased. I knew I was saying that wrong. Um, unconscious bias can come into play a lot as well um so true yeah if they've done a few interviews and they're just like yeah okay that person has it this is a waste of time yeah exactly there's someone here who has uh written in when I was in first year of college I had an interview for an accounting firm one of the big ones for a summer internship I got asked back for a second interview two different interviewers this time to this day five years later the most hilariously horrific interview I've ever had I felt it did well, but the interviewer had no idea I was only in first year and that I had pre been previously interviewed and was absolutely horrible to me. Basically told me at the end of the interview I wasn't going to get it. The second interviewer kicked her under the table multiple times. 
I came out laughing because I knew what a great experience that was. A week later, I got offered a summer internship in another accountancy firm, and I've been working for them ever since. Ah, that's good. Wow, that's mad. I know. I like it. I like it. Um, another one here says, did a phone interview recently for a counter, counter position? I presume by the Make okay, by that this is one that she was the one who was doing the interview. Okay. Uh, like as in conducting it. Okay. Uh, did a phone interview recently for a counter position where the girl told me she wasn't interested in our role, but wondered if I'd put a word in for her with another brand. Oh, I know. I know who this is. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, I know who this is. I know who wrote that in. <laughs> oh my god! And I tell yeah. you, she has stories. I used to interview with her, and she has stories that would make your skin crawl. Oh jeez! I'm interviewing people, so that that's actually I'm surprised she only wrote that in. She has some absolute belters. Some some. Um, some serious stuff has happened I think uh which actually brings me on to the topic of video interviews oh yeah so you know there's a thing called higher view which is really popular um <clears throat> with a lot of companies and it's where they ask you like use the HR team and the interview the recruitment team set like five questions and you have to like respond to them in video form then they go to the hiring manager the hiring manager will look at them and then decide whether to bring you to interview or not that almost sounds like a self-tape it, it is it is good because a lot of the times you can kind of like if they can't answer the questions in front I know in front of a video is awkward but if they can't answer the questions in their own time and you have time to look at the questions you get me and get a yeah. good proper answer together before you hit record you're kind of like why would I bother coming to an interview that you're you're probably not capable for yeah this yeah, job no we got it Oh, yeah, me? it's a good way of looking at it, yeah. And then it's it not technology these days, like the difference. Even with the way you can put your CV, like upload them onto certain sites and then it nearly does the recruitment for you, do you know? Yeah, I got you. I like the technology these days. The technology is mad, isn't it? Yeah. Here's a really interesting one. Um, on interviews, I was in Miss Ireland a few years ago and did some modelling. However, as I was looking for a job in the business sector, I left that off my CV, obviously not to be judged. However, when I got into the interview, the boss had clearly Googled shite out of me because she had everything. She continued to ask me very personal questions about being Miss Ireland and modelling. What's Georgia Salpa like? Was it bitchy? Did you all starve yourselves? I mean, you're very thin. You must be anorexic. Having recovered from an eating disorder, this was incredibly upsetting. But I kept trying to bring it back to my degree and she was having none of it. The HR manager asked me one question about my degree and then started asking me if I'd been on any dates with anybody famous. Most bizarre interview ever. To make it worse, I got offered the job. Oh, God. Just to be clear, both the boss and the HR manager were interviewing me and both were ourselves. Jesus. Jesus. I think I know who that is. I need to go into the DMs and look up the name. Coming down in the DM. Coming down in the DM. Fucking hell, yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Huh? Oh, yeah, it is horror. That's who I thought it was. Yeah. Um. Oh, did you? Oh, well, there you go now. Um, I have this one. This is actually a good trick as well for phone interviews. Um, someone wrote in, once had a phone interview for an internship when I was in college. I was going fine initially. And then they were asking the usual, tell us about a time when questions in brackets painful. <laughs> Until they asked me one question, my mind went blank. So all I could think to do was to pretend I was going to answer. And then I panicked and I hung up. <laughs> I've one here like that as well. The person said, phone interview 
started within the first 20 seconds, hung up and had a cry. <laughs> really? Because she said, I began to freak out, started Googling the answer, at which point they were calling me back. Thankfully, they blamed it on their phone signals and it gave me time to put together some bullshit answer. I managed to get the job, but I still remember the sheer panic to this day. Oh, amazing. That's deadly. That is, but it's actually probably a good trick. You could just be like, sorry, my phone died. You were there like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. You do yeah. often hear, like, you know, um, competitions on the radio and stuff. You can you nearly know when somebody's Googling something. Oh, yeah, you do. They're like, one moment there. Uh, uh, let me see, the fifth one. And they're like, in the background. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, the... the and they're just, just hanging over the questions. They're like, oh, the fifth one. I mean, not the fourth one. What's the fifth yeah, one? Yeah, they're like, oh, I know this. And they're like... Yeah. Literally. <laughs> you Google. Yeah, go, yeah. Right, last few minutes, right? Because uh-huh. we have loads of DMs there. We obviously can't get through them all. But last uh, kind of few minutes, interviews in general. Like, what's your favorite celeb interview that was kind of awkward? And because they're they're awkward. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple that have just been a bit more outrageous than anything else. I think my favorite one was when Dakota Johnson absolutely decimated Ellen oh and that made me like Dakota Johnson who previously I didn't like if you don't know who Dakota Johnson is she's the girl who plays I can't remember Anna in Fifty Shades of Grey uh she's also been in 21 Jump Street and she's in Twilight as well for all my Twilight fans out there was she what was she in Twilight she was in like Breaking Dawn and like the the later ones you know oh Oh, okay. Yeah, she was one of them. She was one of them. There yeah. you go. She's probably done yeah. many. Oh, she's been in How to Be Single. I quite enjoyed that movie. Quite funny. Um, yeah. but she did that interview with Ellen where she essentially like just decimated. It's great. I love her. Yeah. How about you? I. I was thinking about this, and I think my all-time favorite is just any Michael Jackson one because they're really? just so fucking bizarre. Really. Yeah. Or so bizarre, like he. he the, just seeing the way that you went on, just mm. fuck. And then obviously the parodies of them, so the Bow Selector ones were. Oh, yeah, they're. Yeah. <laughs> Oprah is doing one, and it's just like, what do they do to your eyebrows, Michael? Or whatever. Don't be stupid. You, you stupid bitch. That's stupid. You know, they're just kind of, ah, oh, fucking gas. And do you know what else I love? Zach Galifianakis's uh, Between Two Ferns. Oh, Between Two Ferns. Yeah, that's good. They're amazing. What's the one where he floods the gaff? Is that Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, Matthew uh, McConaughey. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's Matthew it kills Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, I I loved his um his one with Justin Bieber where he's like whipping him with his belts and everything. Like, don't drive fast. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that. I must I must look at that. I um I might have another think about it as well because we're running out of time here, but I might have another think of it and just link them on the stories just little swipe ups like have a look at this nugget this most awkward fucking interview i've ever seen in my whole life have a look at it just for the cringe oh yeah i know what you mean like put up a few absolute scarlet ones absolute scarlet ones yeah and thank you so much for listening we are about to record so we're going to change it up on our patreon did you do we what we had been doing was just doing a monthly roundup with a guest on the month that has just passed, mm-hmm. but we've decided to expand. So we're going to be doing upgrade it. us. 
upgrade ourselves upgrade us now obviously here anybody who's already subscribed to the the patreon will already get this but we're going to be doing mini sods one a week on a very niche specific subject just really bang it out have a little debate if there's one to be had just just churn it out once a week on patreon and then obviously we're going to have our our monthly one as well yeah um, our monthly one because of the bank holiday the way things are working out with our guests this month will be a day or two later so apologies for that but that means that there will be two in june and at the start of june the best thing to do financially is to sign up at the start of the month because they do take money off you straight away so if you subscribe at the start of the month it's the six dollar tier where all the extra content is they'll take your money off and then it won't be until the start of next month where you're charged again. Whereas if you do it kind of later in the month, you'd be charged twice close together, if you get me. Like so, if you signed up on the 16th, they charge you on the 16th and then they'll charge you on the 1st. So if you sign up again. in the first week, they charge you then and then they'll charge you on the 1st the next month. Okay. Exactly. So the best yes. thing to do financially is to sign up at the start of the month and that way you will get it all evenly spread out. Carla, anything else to add? I mean, not at all. We could do, I might discuss some more stories uh, on the uh, Instagram. Yeah. Because there's been loads of DMs. So, yeah, check us out there. The Unpopular Opinion 2019. Thank you. 2020 now. Change. Oh, did I change it? Oh, I did. And you gave out to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, just because all of our email and everything is 2000. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. And Patreons will talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.